Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, Oh, no, I guess that's not true. The Dave Campbell's Texas football panic room in an undisclosed location. It is Texas football today, a show that doesn't even know where it is anymore. Yeah. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. And this is a good opportunity, by the way, mm-hmm. since you are doing nothing. If, you, if you've never gotten into podcasts before, let me tell you what's a great time kill. Podcasts. Yes. Um, either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here sitting over... I can't see your hand. I'm going to get this right. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, yep, that way. Yeah, right there. Over there. <laughs> over there. I'll get on there frame. There you go. On, I'll get on frame. Oh, boom. Uh, over it. there <laughs> in her palace uh, is the Dutch of the Dorks, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Yo. How's today? How, how is your today? How are things in your undisclosed location? They're good. Um... Two out of three of my roommates are officially quarantined with me, so we'll see how long we last before this place either turns into a war zone or... To be clear, when you say quarantined, you don't mean that they have the Roni. They do not, not... Well, I'm hoping not. We don't know for sure, but I'm hoping not. I mean, no, yeah, we don't not, know for sure. They're just social distancing. Um, but we... They don't um, have it. Got it. So so they are not... They're working from home now. Yes. They are They are working from home. Well, they're so, at the office currently because they didn't get enough time to, like, <laughs> grab all their stuff yesterday. Um, but they are coming back shortly and washing their hands. Or okay. I will yell at them. Um, I had to explain to my wife yesterday that... Um, that like, there are a lot of people cause she's a teacher. So she has like a mm-hmm. big girl job, like an actual yeah. important job as opposed to us. Yes. And I had to explain to her that there are a lot of people, a lot of people who work from home is code for goof off and just stream Netflix all day. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, what are like, they she didn't, doing? She didn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, she was like, oh, no, I just figured they were all sitting there, like, at their computers working. And it's like, no. No, a lot of them are goofing off. And, in fact, I told her the, I told her the God's honest truth, which was, if this was a different time of year, like, if we weren't in magazine season, mm-hmm. guess what I'd be doing? Oh, yeah, because if we didn't have football <clears throat> games. I'd be doing this show. To, I'd be doing this show at noon, and that'd be it. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd be doing the very bare minimum, but in any case, uh, I have to work a lot. Today is Thursday, March 19th, 2020, 252 days until Thanksgiving, episode 924, 924, the Jared Saltalamachia episode. Okay, on today's show, guys, we got some headlines, including some some high-profile coaching moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a new piece up on TexasFootball.com about where the state championship games should be played according to people who actually know something about football. Uh, And then back half of the show, uh, we had a great conversation uh, with the head coach at Pflugerville, Coach Charles Taylor. Um, We will hear uh, from Coach Charles Taylor coming up here at the back half of the program. But first and foremost, let's start with some headlines and we will start with something that came down Tuesday or I guess Monday night. And if we hadn't already booked Bill Connolly, we probably would have led this led with this on yeah. uh, Monday. But we did and so we didn't. And that is that a team that just played for a state championship game is now looking for their second ever head, head coach. football coach. Um, John Walsh uh, has left Denton Geyer. He has resigned at Denton Geyer. Of course, Denton Geyer ran all the way to the state championship game this year, uh, came up short to the champion Austin Westlake. Um, and uh, furthermore, this is the only coach that – uh, Geyer has ever known. He helped launch the program, and he is a guy who guided them to state championships uh, under with quarterback Gerard Hurd. Um, they have been consistently one of the very best programs in, in the state of Texas. They're on that short list of consistently excellent programs. Absolutely. Um, and so it, it, it's probably a shock to a lot of people to see John Walsh resign. Um, here's what I can tell you about the situation. What I can tell you about the situation is that this is not really, from what I understand, um, this is, this is not an amicable split, if I can put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is, um, a, a, something where, uh, coach Walsh and the administration, uh, we're not seeing eye to eye, and I think that that's something that has been, uh, you know, that's been out there for a while. Uh, that that Coach Walsh did not get along with the with the administration. Uh, that they did not uh, they did not jive uh, with one another. Um, and what makes this so interesting to me is, and we go into a lot of depth on this on the new episode of Tep and Step up now on Texas Football Common in your podcast feed. Um, what's interesting to me is that Geyer figures to be really good next year. Oh yeah. Like you've got this Eli is a team Sowers that obviously back. ran to a state championship. Yeah. They ran to a state championship a year ago. Uh, and with Eli Stowers, their quarterback coming back and now he was injured and suffered, I believe a, some sort of knee injury. I don't injury, remember if it was ACL and yeah. some sort of knee injury um, in, in the state championship game. And he's still recovering from that. 
But, you know, typically that's, um, you know, about an eight month process, nine month process, which should put him in, you know, back in the saddle and ready to roll at some point in the 2020 high school football season. As a result, they are going to be a team that we have very high hopes for. Um, they're a team that that uh, the, that ticks a lot of boxes, um, you know. And, and having a quarterback back the the caliber of Eli Stowers is certainly uh, going to put them in that conversation for another six A Division two state championship. And that's another thing that's that's intriguing about this job is that they are uh, a a six A Division two team. You know, I would need to look at the enrollments. I think there may be like one particular case in which they can go Division one. I. I don't know, have the numbers in front of me right now. But most likely they are almost they're most likely a six A division two team. And as a result, uh, that makes us a really appealing job. Mm-hmm. Um, from what Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football insider, um, intimates to me, uh, they have a guy that they are targeting very seriously and that there is mutual interest. It is a current DFW head coach who has had his fair share of success as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see, this is obviously a very high profile opening. Um, You know, these jobs don't come open very often. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of running through the state champion or the teams that played for titles uh, last year. Um, You know, Paul Pewitt came open when Tristan Abram, you know, left. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else Um, just off the top of my head. I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody. Yeah, but but you know, whenever you've got a team that, uh, or whenever you've got a program uh, that has um, lost, um, who has lost, you know, lost a, a, a head coach, it's going to be a, a change. And so we're going to find out exactly where they go and and, and how this program changes. Uh, but John Walsh is out at Denton Geyer, and Denton Geyer is now looking uh, for a new head coach. A program that is no longer looking for a new head coach is Burleson. Yes. Uh, Burleson, you this may remember, a shock. Uh, is looking for. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, this was a. Um, I would say that this is definitely, you know, I, I, I'll classify this as as a surprise or at least, yeah. let's say, a splash. So Gary McElroy was the the head coach there for for eight seasons. He is leaving to go start the program at Peaster. Peaster is going to be a new varsity program. They are going to, uh, I believe, they're going to play varsity ball in twenty twenty. They're getting aligned into a district, and I think they want to play um, that in in a varsity ball. So he's leaving to take over at Peaster, mm-hmm. um, which opens up Burleson. There is a a step to get to before we get to the head coach. And the step they get to is that Burleson ISD named the new athletic director recently, and it is Kevin Ozy. Kevin Ozy uh, is the former uh, uh, Arlington ISD. Um, athletic director he is a good follow on twitter i think it's at coach ozzy <laughs> and he is uh, a guy who's a dynamic presence and um he's a guy who likes a splashy hire plain and simple he he's a guy who likes to you know he likes to make some headlines likes to, likes to do those types of things and so he goes out he did. and he hires john kitna John Kitna, uh, the former Lions quarterback, the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, uh, the former, uh, you know, the former Dallas Cowboys assistant coach, and in the high school ranks, a former Waxahachie head coach. Um, he had his 
time at Waxahachie was a weird one. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that he did a lot of things really well. Um, and I think that in a lot of ways, he was a successful coach at Waxahachie. He did some really good things there. Um, but I think that this being his his first Texas high school football head coaching job, he had been a head coach, I believe, in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, this being his first Texas high school football head coaching job, I think kind of sh- showed at times and what i mean by that is that to be a texas high school football coach it is way and any coach will tell you this it is way 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 more than just calling plays on friday night like way more than just calling plays on friday night there's a lot of administrative work that goes into it there is a lot of um glad handing and making sure that the right people stay on your side and I don't think he necessarily recognized that. Furthermore, another thing is that uh, when he was hired at Waxahachie, he he kind of named his price and he said, look, this is what I need from Waxahachie to take this job. And Waxahachie ISD said, okay, yeah, that we'll, like, we'll do that. And I think that that set the expectation level really, really high. And because of that, I think that he got held to that standard that probably wasn't necessarily – um, the, a fair standard, if that makes right. sense. Right, exactly. And so he he leaves after a couple of years, goes to, uh, to uh, you know, for uh, gets a job, I believe, with the Cowboys. But he is back in high school football coaching. He's going to be the head coach of the Burleson Alex. Uh, excited to see him. And and I think that you know we go like I said, we go into more depth on this on on Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast, available now on TexasFootball.com and in your podcast feed for insiders only. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what, where it goes from here, because I think he's got a great shot to do some big things there at Burleson. Well, and you know, too, um, he's also been I've got a piece up on texasfootball.com. God, I'm sorry. No, you're good. He's also been completely immersed in high school football recently because his son, the quarterback at Reedy, right? Um, like that, yeah, that Jordan helps Kenna. still keep you tied into it a little bit and I know that that was a lot of things that people were saying is you know the transition from NFL to the high school what what is he thinking well he has been immersed in that world for the past couple of years so it's not like he's been completely distant from it absolutely I think that's an outstanding point he's he still he didn't leave he didn't just get up and move out of Texas high school football he still has a, a kind of a, a, a toe in the water and so he's getting back into it and so uh, John Kitna will be the new head coach at Burleson I have a piece up on texasfootball.com right now um, uh, a new inside the numbers piece talking about um, where the Texas high school football state championship games should be played and whenever you bring up this topic everyone goes crazy mm-hmm this is yeah. a hot-button topic. Going. Yeah, it gets the people going as, uh, as, as uh, I guess, who's the guy? Will Ferrell. Who played Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, it, I guess it's no, Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's talking a... to the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's, it, isn't that John C. Riley and Will Ferrell? It's provocative. No, it's, it's... it's Will Ferrell and, and Napoleon Dynamite in, in uh, Blades of Glory. That's what it is. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, point is, <laughs> point is, um, people love to debate where the UIL Texas high school fall state championship game should be played. 
And we can bandy it about. We can talk about the pros and cons of a lot of different places. Let me just, uh, again, lay out for me what are the non-negotiables as far as from what I understand from the UIL. Um, they, are ne- they do not want to go back away from a central site. They love the idea of playing all the games under one roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other part of it is under one roof. Uh, because they have to play 12 state championship games, um, I think that, A, that, you know, they've got to have the turf. Uh, and furthermore, I think they want it to be climate controlled. Uh, I think that, that because of, of that, they, they don't want to have to deal with the, el- the elements, which would then leave you basically, let's just say four options, mm-hmm. potentially now up to five. Okay. The five here, there, there's, there's one, one option is the star in Frisco. Um, that's too small. Yeah. Plain and simple. There's, there's only ten th- that only there. seats ten thousand. Would no, absolutely not. That would work for uh, probably up through maybe. Th- I would need to look at the the, uh, the attendance from this last year, but but maybe two eighty two could probably hold it, yeah. but uh, it would be jammed for two eighty one. Um, anything above that, and it, it just is not big enough. So that's almost certainly out. So then you move on to what is a new stadium that is opening that does want to host football games, which is Globe Life Field in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a um, that is something that they, they want to host high school football playoff games. That said, it will be over Jerry Jones's dead body that he lets another building host right that in door. Arlington. Yeah, it's what is the right. point of moving it? It's right down the road. Like. And, 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 and there's that. So that leaves you with – those are two two things I think people should, should necessarily recognize. That leaves you three options, right? Three options. It's AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's NRG Stadium in Houston. And it's the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And so I uh, – not I. We, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, asked coaches about it. We asked Texas high school football coaches. This is actually in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. But we ran a poll – um, we ran a survey for, for Texas high school coaches, and we asked them, where should the Texas high school football state championship games be played? And I gave them, um, I believe I gave them seven possible answers. In fact, hold on. I need to sign into my account at uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football, hold on, texasfootball.com in order to see this, because it's for insiders. And so we gave them eight different options. The game should always be played in Arlington, always be played in Houston, always be played in San Antonio, return to a neutral site decided by coaches, rotate evenly between Arlington and Houston, rotate evenly between Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio, rotate venues with AT&T Stadium in Arlington getting the most uh, most years, or rotate venues uh, with NRG Stadium in Houston getting the most years. Those are the eight options that we gave them. And when you take a look at the way that things broke down, the majority, and I do mean that, I don't mean a plurality, I mean a majority, 58.1% of coaches that we that we uh, surveyed said they want the games to always be in Arlington. They want it to be at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, the second most was they want an even rotation between the three. Uh, and then the third most, which is far, far behind, all the way down to 6.3%, is that they actually want it returned to a neutral site. Uh, those were the three biggest um, vote getters in this survey. What I thought was really interesting is if you dive into the numbers a little bit deeper, you can see that 
as the classifications get smaller, because we did we did this anonymously, but the only thing we asked was we asked head coaches, what classification do you uh, coach in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the classifications get smaller, the preference for Arlington goes up. So in 6A, uh, it's still the majority. 36.4% of, of them said that they want uh, to, the games to be in Arlington. But 34.8% of them said rotation. So that's, I mean, fundamentally uh, about even, right? I mean, it's a, a slight preference to Arlington, but basically pretty even. As you go down, that increase that that gets a higher and higher percentage uh, of teams that or coaches that want to play at AT and T Stadium. All the way down, believe it or not, to the six man coaches, every one of them said they want to play in Arlington, hundred percent. And so I found that particularly interesting. That, like for example, seventy two percent of of two A coaches want to play it at a played in Arlington. That's kind of interesting to me, um, well, and, and and I think that it speaks to the idea that these younger, these smaller, let's say younger, these smaller schools want to play on that big stage. Right, and that's what I was going to say too. Is going through obviously working with Fox Sports during the playoffs this year, every week when we got closer and closer and closer to state, then it was it was acceptable to ask the coaches, you know, what would it mean to to be able to see your guys play on Cowboys field to be able to to be on that big of a stage and it didn't matter yeah who I talked to is 6a and that and they're like you know it's it's special for the guys they like to arrive early so they can walk around the stadium and do that and I think like knowing from growing up in a small town like that's like the mecca of stadiums in Texas because the Cowboys play there and so it's it's always like yeah it's fun for the coaches to be able to see their kids go out and play on that stage yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And so um, you can check out my piece. I kind of break down the cross tabs of, of who said what and who, where the Texas High School uh, State Championship game should be played according to Texas high school football coaches um, because I think that it's interesting. And, and, and so check that out at texasfootball.com. Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We've got a lot of really cool stuff going up here uh, over the course of the next week, month, forever, infinity. Uh, Gunner just won the title. What? Oh, good for them. They won. Way to spoil it. Yeah. 43-22. Holy cow. Mm. Anyway, good for Jake Fazell and company. All right. Um, One thing, a small tease. Mm -hmm. Uh, This thing we were talking about off the air uh, for uh, tomorrow, is is it going to happen? Yeah. As long as it's done by a certain time, then yeah, why not? Yeah, it'll be done by a certain time. Don't worry. We can get you out. Or you can just leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't Uh, anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're in charge of this one. We've got a big dumb idea for tomorrow. upgraded from tripod guy to Zoom guy. To new idea guy. (laughs) Um, I have a big dumb idea. We've got a big dumb idea for tomorrow. Uh, It is. It's a big dumb idea, but I think y'all are going to like it. I think that right now we could all use a little bit of fun, a little bit of distraction, a little bit of – a little bit more nonsense in your life. And so – Tune into tomorrow's show at noon, and we will have, I think, an announcement on sure. what we're going to be doing 
at a at a later time. Yes. So uh, that's a tease. Become a Dave Campbell's Tech Football Insider to support our nonsense. Um, okay, uh, caught up with a number of coaches from across the state uh, recently before we all went down to lockdown. Uh, this is going to make you very tense because uh, Charles Taylor and I are not practicing social distancing in this video. Um, so this was shot at so, an earlier time. It was shot at an earlier time before we were told to socially distance. In any case, we caught up with uh, Pflugerville coach Charles Taylor. Here's our conversation with Pflugerville coach Charles Taylor. You're on Texas football today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the Lone Star Clinic in College Station here with the head coach at Pflugerville. It is Coach Charles Taylor. Coach, appreciate your time. Um, how are things going in Pflugerville? Well, they're going pretty good. I mean, we're in year two, mm-hmm. all right, so it's taking a while, but uh, I think we're going the right direction. Uh, you, how do you, what do you think you know now that you didn't know when you took this job in, in Pflugerville, when you got there? What, 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 do you, what do you know maybe about this team? Well, you know, one thing, you know, you you come into a situation and, and you kind of think you know what you have, but you know, you gotta you gotta learn the kids, you gotta learn the family, you gotta learn the area, and so uh, you know, coming in, I knew we they had just dropped down from six A, you know, and going to that five A uh, district, and uh, you, numbers are great, but uh, you know, the the thing that I know now is like, you know, we're really a five A football program with the you know opening of Weiss and the new schools around, so uh, you know, numbers are still good, but uh, you know, we're readjusting for that 5A. Right, because it seems to me that like you come in and it's already anytime you take a new job, it's a new situation. Mm -hmm. And yet the sands around you are still shifting with the schools opening and with the growth in Pflugerville there. It seems like every year is a different, is kind of a different, it's a different look for for the way that that the Panthers are going to look. Yeah, and it's it's just trying to get in there and and build some stability. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, once I'm a Central Texas guy and, you know, they kind of know me. So we get in there and get that stability and, and and kind of you know get our kids that we're supposed to have and and then you can develop from there yeah uh, okay so i, I want to ask you uh looking forward to 2020 uh you guys you know pretty young last year you guys had a, you guys playing a, a fair number of underclassmen i'm interested do you, do you have a feeling quite yet on on, on where you guys are going to hang your hat what you guys are going to what what's going to be uh what are people going to be talking about when they talk about pflugerville well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a run-the-football type guy. You know, that's what we did at McCallum. And so we got a young running back that uh, he started for us as a freshman two years ago, and he lit it up again this year. So uh, we're just trying to find some guys to get around them and, and, uh, and do what we do. I mean, we don't want to change who we are. And, uh, and the kids are starting to understand in year two that, you know, this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to hang our hat on. And now we can kind of bleed it down to the middle schools and, and that type deal. Speaking of uh, shifting sands, realignment comes and uh, you guys get thrown into the mixer. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on where you guys landed and, uh, and, and you know, seems like UIL didn't do you any favors. No, you know, when you, <laughs> when you, when you look at it, you can always say it could be better, but it, it could be worse. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we lost huddles out of there, but then we gained a Henderson. So, uh, you know, but but with that said, I mean, I think we can compete, and, and it's that's what you want. I mean, we're one of the best districts in the state in 5A, and so we just want to get in there and compete. And, you know, you look at our district year after year, and we send four teams, and they all win the first round. You know, we, we'll have two or three to go three rounds. So uh, it's a great district, and so that's we're just going to have to get in there and compete. Taylor, the head coach of the Pflugerville Panthers. Um, and that is, by the way, um, it's 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 the uh, uh, the Dillon High School 
to Dillon High School, um, the logo is is Pflugerville. They use their they use their helmets and their uh, their jerseys if you're interested. Um, and so uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Taylor and a little bit of his time down there in College Station at the Lone Star Clinic. A little bit of breaking news um, that um, uh, I guess that affects. This is a Texas show, and so we can we can break this news for you. Uh, this will be final thoughts, I suppose. Um, is that Governor Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott, has uh, declared a public health disaster um, in the state of Texas. So he's issued a statewide order um, to avoid groups of more than 10. Uh, no dining in at restaurants, drive through and to go is still allowed. Uh, gyms are closed. Uh, no nursing home visits. Uh, and the schools are closed. It's probably the biggest one is schools are closed. Now, as you and I were texting about that during the interview, that is really it kind of seems like making more official and more statewide things that were already happening locally exactly um that you know almost every i I don't know a school district in texas that that was going to be open um and so now that is um that is no statewide uh but what's what i think is going to be interesting now is that it's kind of not up to the school districts Mm -hmm. for when they can open again it is now kind of out of their hands their because hands the because uh, the state government has now stepped in and said, no, your schools are closed by my order. Mm-hmm. And until my order is lifted, you're going to stay closed. Um, again, that's that, this is I don't think this is a, should be if anybody has been reading the tea leaves. I don't think this should necessarily be a surprise. I think we all yeah. kind of saw this coming. Um, but um, and you should be doing these things anyway. Yeah, that's that's the overarching point is like don't be don't be a dummy. Go ahead and do this. Like they're putting this into play stay for home. a reason. Hashtag stay home. Um so yeah. So anyway, it, that is some breaking news here. Um uh that uh, Governor Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott has uh declared a public health disaster and issued some statewide orders. Uh, wherein you guys are just going to get to stay home and watch Texas football today. You're not getting rid of us. We're doing the show. <laughs> there ain't no order about against us, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't stop us, governor. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. You're doing a do fine I need job to tweet that out? Do I need uh, to cut that and, and tweet I'm, him that? No, no. At, at I, met him. I'm, I met him at a state championship game because he yeah, was at, he at, at 28, in 2018 – um, cause he's a Duncanville guy. Um, I met him and I got, a, I have a photo with him and he was, he was very polite and he was very nice as you would probably imagine the governor to be. And, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's my weird the, brag of the day is that I've met governor Abbott. I was on the Texas football days bus tour with Fox sports Southwest this uh, last summer. And I literally flew back the day before they film all the stuff at the governor's mansions. Cause I had to get back for a, another gig. So I was sad about that, but I was very mm. close to ending up in the uh, governor's mansion. Would, would yeah, it, yeah, would Dana Larson did that. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Dana, Dana was flying in and Aaron was flying out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So anyway, there you go. Um, that's going to do it for us. Do we have any other uh, final thoughts? We do actually. Uh, first four through the door. It was oh, I'm sorry. Rob Hadaway. No, you're good. Rob Hadaway, Meese, Tony, and the one and only Matt Step. Matthew was on. Oh, good job, Matthew. Yeah, first four. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Tune in tomorrow for a special announcement about something big and dumb we're gonna do uh, <laughs> at a later time. Wink. 
but uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Do it to him. Vince, you thought we forgot. Do it to him. You thought I would let this thing go? Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. Not right now, but DM me and we'll set it up. Okay? Come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.